Yeah, sure. Okay, so Toronto on the 2nd of March, 2012. Okay, so just without moving your body, settle on the inside. How's the volume for everyone? Is, it, is there an echo? Is it echo? Uh, can you speak a little bit? Please? Another bit of reverb, hello. One, two, three, have a cup of tea. Is everyone good with that? It's echoey, is it? Yeah. Okay, one, two, three. One, two, three, have a cup of tea. Better? Yeah. Yeah, is it alright now? A little bit better? Oh, it's echoey, no? Is it still echoey? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And testing one, two again. Oh, yeah, okay, that's not as echoey, is it? Okay, very good. Okay. Just give a holler right away if something is if something is interfering with what's going on now. Something technical, we can fix it. Whatever can be said is inevitably going to be just more material for mind. And this is what we do, huh? <laughs> Give ourselves more material, imagining that getting deeper into the garbage of mind will get you out of it. So when there's nothing happening, nothing being said, no distraction going on, can that be all right? And if that nothing happening continues, is it still all right? Because, oh yeah, peace is lovely. But what's next? This is the problem. Everything in contrast to something else, the greatest spiritual experience, the most deep peace, the most profound, whatever, da 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 da. Most of its value is because it's in contrast to something else. You're comparing it to something else. So no matter how deep the silence, uh, if you're describing it, it's because you've already made it an experience, and its value is because it's compared to when it's not there. So let's say the contrast was never to come. There's the silence and nothing happening, and just stillness inside, even if it's only a split second for you, it doesn't matter. Just that stillness of where there's nothing happening. If that was never to shift, There was never to be a distraction or something other going on. The desire for distraction has to be dissolved. It has to be not fed at some point. 
Peace is fine, but continued peace, and continued peace, and continued peace. Mind doesn't want that. So the desire for distraction, huh? Keep an eye out for it. There's a little squeak from the youngest member in the satsang hall. <laughs> so the chair is open if somebody... I, the chair is open if somebody would like to get distracted. <laughs> It's adjusting audibly. Okay. Um, spending <coughs> tremendous amounts of time in silence and um, conditions allowing for that. And um, someone suggested um, that there's a danger of. Uh, sort of a spiritual narcissism <laughs> where it's a <clears throat> personal, you know, it's like a feeding, uh, almost like a, the, the suggestion was it's like a habit that you feed, it feels good, the silence and the emptiness, and that it's somehow. If it is in any way a hmm, I don't know what the word it would be rejection of or exclusion of or or refusing of the any form in the world, any part of the world, that it's a it's a trap. And um so that brought, that kind of <laughs> seemed to, I can't remember the word, the distract, it just became distracted. So is there something in that thought? D does it feel like it's real? Yeah. Okay. It feels like it could be. Mm -hmm. But uh, without a sense of how to address it. Um, yeah, without a sense of how to not get complex and just be drawn back out. Yeah. 
When some okay circumstances, you mean life on the outside is creating the silence? No, I'm just saying that I, I, I'm there is an opportunity to have a lot of quiet time because of the work I do. Okay, and is there quietness in the inside? Within, or is it an external quietness? It has been internal until this. It was like something was just, you know, like um, needling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If something needling, then you have to look at it. Okay. So you're on the you're on the track of it. So if something happens on the outside world that needs your attention, what, what what's the response? There's a few things to check out first. <clears throat> is there a quality, a, a, a quality mark given to having a silent lifestyle or an internal lifestyle? For sure. Okay, this has to go. Because lifestyle is lifestyle. It's nothing else. So what has to go? <clears throat> the quality mark on lifestyle. Whether you've got four kids hanging off you and a chaotic, you know, set of bills in front of you and it's just nuts. If life is just nuts, holding your center or letting there be peace in the middle of that, it's just as valid as having a lifestyle that doesn't demand your attention on the outside. It can only get tested when you have four kids hanging off you, for example. Okay. But seeing that the external in some way is more beneficial... This has to fall down. The external, at a certain point, the external is, is the lifestyle that's being had is really supportive. And at a certain point, it becomes destructive. It has to be both. Everything has to be both. Especially as, you know, when, when, when you've done a lot of work, the, everything and its flip side happen really quickly. Okay? There's a very thin line between the opposing things. So... It, it, so the, the quality mark of an external lifestyle has to flip into being, oh my God, it's a problem, my quiet lifestyle. Let it come. All that's happening is that the quality mark, the opposite quality mark is happening. That's how come this thing needled in. 
Do you see? Yes. It's a value system around lifestyle that's being broken. The lifestyle doesn't matter. The value system placed in it is the problem. Well, there was a kind of a clue when there was, I kept moving around from quiet place to quiet place and um, sort of randomly construction would begin nearby. <laughs> every single place and I would sort of move and it would just show up. Okay. And it just keep, that kept happening and it was like, well, you know, okay. But I just... I guess the real, the bottom line, I see that. Yeah. But are you saying it's intern, it's, it doesn't need to be, I know it sounds like a cop-out, it's whatever, it seems, it's sort of like there's a drive to just do what has to be done, deal with what has to be dealt with. But, is it external? Is it creating circumstances that test, that throw me into it? Or is it letting... Don't move if they start building a mall beside your house. Life will do it. Yeah. But the value system of I need silence around me has to break. And of course, a construction happening right beside your house is that happening? But you'll keep moving as long as you have the quality mark. Yeah. On a quiet environment is important for me. And it's value for a while. It's worth it for a while. The thing is, let life make the change because otherwise you're doing the opposite. That's, what, that's what the question is. Yeah. 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 Let life, let life do that. <coughs> okay. It is. Okay. There are things, yeah. Great. Okay. okay. Life takes care of it. Don't just keep... Uh, no, don't move anymore now, because we're after something else. You don't need the qualitative, external lifestyle to support you anymore, obviously, because this, this thing is rattling. Okay. So let it get nutty. Then let, let as you do that work, let the, the quality mark on what is spiritual bleed into all ideas of what is spiritual, and what is yeah. good for my practice, and what is right for me to go in and what supports me. Let that bleed right around so that you see that it's got nothing at all to do with lifestyle. Nothing at all to do with anything except being outside of all of it. Whatever the all of it is, it doesn't matter anymore. Let it bleed to that point of where it's the same. Where the same, same. And equanimity can come in. Okay. Okay. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, is... So, I remember you saying, um, you know, and I don't know if it was to someone in particular or general, but avoid spiritual work, you know, doing, <laughs> avoid doing work in the world for money that is spiritual. All right. So, I've, I've done that. I've avoided that. Yeah. Um, and... So now there's another thing that's needling is to go, and it's driving me nuts, um, is to go to school to become a therapist. And it's, I, I really don't want to. I really, really don't want to. Okay. Um, it's just not. What kind of a therapist? Um, it seems like it's more just the function. It's like a, 
to serve the function it, of, I, don't, I really don't, can't say what form it would take. Okay. It's more just do that function. Okay. And, um, and because, and I've avoided it because of that very thing, thinking I could help some, do something meaningful, thinking I could be of help, and it's just, I, I know, I can't. Yeah. So, it's just, but it's again, it's just like, you know, it won't, it won't stop. Okay. It's pushing, pushing, pushing. And that seems, I know that from experience, when that starts to happen, it's, there's nothing I can do. Um, so it's almost like an inverse. It's sort of like, okay, now make that not spiritual. Yes. Yes. Okay. They're quite similar, both the questions. Yeah. You can see the link. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When there's self-image caught up in um, uh, inverted commas healing career, um, it doesn't help much. What it does is it, it, it will reinforce self-image and reinforce an identity that invariably is going to go belly up. It's invariably going to throw you out, spit you out. Um, if there is a career change, change happening, let it be coming from the inside and let yourself be dragged by the hair to do it. Do you know? Otherwise, it's going to come from an idea that, oh, I can be... And there's times you can do that, follow an idea of, oh, yeah, that would be a cool thing to do, or I'd really like this, and I'd love to help people, and I, you know, and... Blah. It's a bit of a cesspit, that, you know, if you can do the short circuit without changing your career, because invariably that will have to go belly up. It'll have to. If it comes from where, where ego is establishing itself, it has to go belly up sooner or later, unless you want to hang out there and... and and be a do-gooder, you know? Let life grab you by the hair, you know, to make you do what, what it wants to do with your form. Otherwise the ego will claim it. It will just claim it. Sure, come on. <coughs> Hello? Ooh. Yes. It's working. Um, so, kind of on a, on a related theme of feeling pulled, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about performing in the creative arts. Mm. I feel Somewhere inside of me, I feel kind of continually nagged to perform. Um, and it's something that I enjoy, and I feel can be deeply uh, a, a wonderful celebration. 
And I also am terrified. Of? Of. Um, being exposed in that way. This is very intimate to me. Hmm. Yeah. So, what's the danger in being naked, in being seen? Um, Actually, when you ask that, it seems not dangerous at all. <laughs> it seems like a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, it's just an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if there is um, performance anxiety, if you give a look at it, you, you'll find it's self-image. It's just mm -hmm. believing that you are somebody who can be threatened, judged. It's believing in separation, mm -hmm. that there's something to be gained or to be lost mm -hmm. in, in, in performance. Like I could be more or less. Yes. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> be more, be less, so what? <laughs> so what? Every experience is to be had. Have them all. Yeah. Have them all. Okay. Fall down and you get up again and fall down and you get up again and that's life, huh? Yeah. Okay. The learning is in the experience. Yeah. You know? <coughs> Let experiences be had. <laughs> With the arts, from a non-dual perspective in terms of in, in terms of the, the different things, like what I was saying with Nina, like the, at, at various times there are, the, the same thing can teach you something totally different at a different time. <coughs> you know, you learn different things at different, fa different stages, but with the same exercise, the same activity. Mm -hmm. So with the arts, okay, there's a feeling of celebrating. Well, then of course I could go after that. Well, what the heck is celebrating? What's to be celebrated? Do you know? Okay, so you can look at it that way. But celebrate anyway and come to the end of celebration. Let it be had, do you know? And come to the end of it. Okay, so then you can look at if, if, there is, if there's fear around it or rejection or that it won't work or people will say you're crap. There's this as well. Okay, so you can deal with that. That's another thing of like, well, okay, because they're only, it's, it's me imagining that there's something being presented here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I find, I find sort of similar screens uh, that could be on, like everywhere, it doesn't really matter what I'm focusing on, there will still be the ideas and the construct of, of, of the mind yes. doing its thing. Yes. So there's similar stuff with like healing music and not healing music yes. and spiritual music and not spiritual music yes. and a kind of um, Um, I guess finding my way in that is a bit of a, yeah, it's just something I guess I'm exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Put no value on those tags. Yeah, because 
it seems like the same. Um, it just seems like another filter. Yes, it is that. Keep going with the performing arts until the only reason that you can find you're doing it is that in the performance, in the creativity, whatever it is, in the making of art, that it allows you to forget who you are and that there's just art happening. Mm -hmm. When it's just that, then it has, you, you, you've squeezed it dry. <laughs> you've used everything that it can give you. Mm -hmm. When there's nothing but the art happening. And there's no you there making the art. Mm -hmm. Then it's done its work. And then that's art. That's good art. That's mm -hmm. the thing when we say, wow, what is it with that painting? What, what is it with that show? You know, th that's, that's what's happening, is that the performers or the artist wasn't present in the performance, in the doing of the art. That's what makes art work. So aim for that. And whatever filters there are on the way, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But aim for that. There's just the art form itself. Nothing else going on. Um, and I guess it's sort of related to that. I kind of would like I'd like to poke around a little bit around money. And I find there's sometimes some similar things hanging in the body or, or uh, similar ideas with money in relation to creative arts and spiritual practices. Um, uh, just in that they, you know, shouldn't be charged for or should be or various stuff. I was just wondering if you might have anything to... People pay for your time, no? Yeah. If you're a dentist or if you're a dancer, what's the difference? Thank you. It's kind of like a religious hangover that yeah. has bled into. Yeah. yeah, throw it out. Thank more of that 
emptiness. But um, this morning I was waking up with two beliefs. I need community. Um, I need to be um, um, doing more service. So I know their beliefs, but I'm watching what it does in my body and how it just debilitates. And, uh, and I'm watching it just, you know, I guess I'm just wondering what to do with that silence where I'm scared to be at home, whether just to stay with a... So, j just for clarity, um, so when you're at home and are you, when you're at home, is it when your husband is talking and you want silence? No, what, explain no, that to me. No, it's just, um, it's like if there are people over, I get filled and I'm fine. But um, often, and it's more during the day, in the evening it's I'm fine. But it's during the day where, um, whether he's home or not, um, it's like something inside of me feels like it sort of collapses, like the energy collapses, ah. and it's like a freezing, not a freezing, it's, a, it's like a debilitating, I can feel it throughout my whole body, and it's hard, not, things feel meaningless. Um, yeah, okay. 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 And this has been going on for quite some time, so, because mm. I can get busy and distracted. Yes. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know, it's, I know it's beliefs, but they feel real, and I do question my beliefs. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Wow. It's so. So it's how it looks like is it that there's something in your wiring that has been so used to. It's it's like energetically you you connect to people, yes. and, and that's how you do your day. Yes. And there's no people there, and it's like whoa, what do I plug into? And something collapses because it doesn't have that scaffolding. That's right. To support you. Yeah. 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 Isn't the body an amazing thing? Totally amazing. <laughs> Do you know that energetically it, 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 it yeah. is used to being wired that way? Yeah. Okay, so let's not fill it, because if you fill it, all you're going to do is, okay, we've got the scaffolding again, and you know, let, let it break, huh? Let it break. If there's a dependency, forget it. It's got to go. Forget it. Okay, so now how's it going to break? Yeah, it's like, do I break first? Because it feels, yeah, it feels that way. Okay. Okay. If you physically move your body, that's one way that it'll help, because this is an energetic thing. And the second thing is spending a lot of time in nature. They'll really help. I don't know if you've got a garden, but getting your hands into the earth would be really good. Even as you say that, I get scared, because I need people around to do the garden. Ah. And for some reason, with my husband, I do have Doria, but that's not enough. Yeah. Because he's very happy alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I know what you're saying, I've read this, but it's like, and, and he's just put, we have a beautiful garden, and he's just put in um, an area where we can put in vegetables this year. Okay. So. Okay, this sounds loop-de-loop, -loop, but okay. connect, connect to plants as though they're people. Oh. Because it's a halfway house between the scaffolding being people and the scaffolding being gone totally. Let mm. the scaffolding be trees, let the scaffolding be whatever it is, broccoli. Doesn't matter what the scaffolding is. Okay. Do you see? Yeah. It's like yeah. this is the Talk to the plants if you have to. Okay. But, but set up something so that your energy field gets used to plugging into other things and it will, it will, it, it will not reach out. It's like it's reaching out and there's nothing there and it's faffing about. So reach out to something close by 
where it, where it can like, ah, connecting to exactly a bunch of flowers beside us, perfect. Right. It, connecting to that, and it's like, hi, how are you doing? You know, whatever, I don't know what that called. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. So let your energetically root through greenery. Okay. You have to do a halfway house in this. Okay. Do you know? Something like yoga or something where there's a lot of physical do movement, that. do you? Yeah. Does that shift it a bit? Sometimes. Mm, not much, okay. But not enough for the whole day. Sure. Yeah. But, but there's also people there, and I love the people in my yeah. class. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I taught for 30 years, so I got rid of the teaching so I could experience this. Yes. I'm sure, because I knew that was a crutch. As much as I loved teaching, I knew it was also a crutch. Uh, absolutely. I knew that, yeah. yeah, so the habit is just still there. So you've just got still to drop there. the habit. That's what it is, yeah, yeah. So, so find different things that are not people to connect to for a while. Nature okay. is perfect, it's perfect, okay. it's perfect. And, and, you know, let yourself go stupid for a while, talking to trees and plants and grass and anything you can find, rocks, anything. Just let your energy field connect to these things. And eventually, the en your energy field won't stretch out so far, you know, and it'll, it'll collapse in. It'll be like, oh, oh, it's actually exhausting to stretch out all the time. Oh, my God, I'm so glad that's all over. And then right. you'll be retiring as a teacher. Only right. then. Right. You're still running something. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And same thing with the service, I guess. That's, I have, it's like... Forget it. So forget it. Don't forget do, it. Don't do service until Not service does me. Absolutely. Yeah, you're dead right. It's a crutch. It would be yeah. a crutch if you brought it in now. No, I'm so scared this is going to last my whole life. So, so I, what if it I does? Know, I know, I know. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Don't know is good. Yeah, don't know. A lot of don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's totally a fine place to hang out. Yeah, yeah. We just make it up as we go along. Do you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be with. Uh, let yourself have this tra transition phase. You know, it's and important. And allow these feelings because they're very yeah. strong and them to be like. But yeah. they are. Um, okay. So okay. There's overwhelm. Okay, yeah. that's overwhelm. Yeah, so be it. Yeah. You know, that's all right. That can be there too. So I don't have to do too much in my day. I mean, that's always there too. Depends on why you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just be aware of when you're doing it to connect, to feel okay. part of, you know? It's like, okay, that's the old habit. Okay, let's break that now, do you know? Okay, or I'll do the laundry and I'm connecting with the washing machine, and that's fine, <laughs> okay. do you know? And if, yeah. that's, if that's what you have to tell your system, it's fine. Otherwise, it'll... it'll yes, it'll it, yeah, you've got to train it. You've yeah. got to train it. Yeah. It's a new habit. You know? It's like giving up cigarettes. You're giving up a way of connecting to the world, a way of yeah. being, yeah. finding your place. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure. For me, it's been, um, I'm by myself, 
and um, I'll get this panic, like uh, anxiety mm. kind of thing. Yeah. And um, when I was in a relationship before I married, I'm originally from the States, um, I always liked to be alone. Like I enjoyed it. And then I went, when I went through my divorce, I was like, oh, I love being independent and love being by myself. And lately it's been like these panic attacks, like where I feel like I can't breathe and, you know, like this sudden like, I'm alone. You know, I don't have children yet. I might have children, but, you know, and it's, and I uh, go within, I'm like, well, what do you want me to learn or what else is there to get? And, you know, I just, and it's almost like this anxiety will pent up in me. And I'm like, okay, I need to go see people. And it's sort of like the lady that was here before, it's like, I'll see people and it's like I can be by myself and not have to interact, but there's people around. Um, and I don't want to go home anymore, like, because it's four walls empty. Mm. And I have a couple plants, and I looked out and I noticed that new buds were coming out, and I'm going, oh, this is good. They weren't there a couple years ago, you know, and I, and I noticed stuff like that, but I'm like, uh, what is that? You know, and some of my friends were like, going, it's almost like a, a death of your old self into the new, and I'm like, oh, well, when's this done already? You know, like, when's this process done? You know? And, um, I, and it's, even in my job, it's like I'm incredibly bored. Um, and it's like, do I make a move? Do I not make a move? And then it's like, like you said, literally, I haven't had to have my hair pulled. I've usually waited for it to be pulled. So that's never been, you know, one of those ones where I, like, I jump. It's been typically, I'll sit, and it's like, the ship's sinking, Shannon. You should jump. No, I don't know. I should stay. No, you should jump. And it's literally going in, and then finally, I have to jump. And it's like, and it's almost like fearful of you in that jump. And so having God or the divine or the universe pull me somewhere has not been the issue. But then I thought, is that part of my suffering that I, I have to wait till my hair is pulled? Like, <clears throat> And at this point, I don't know what my next move is. I know there's something, but I don't know what. But I've not experienced this anxiety before. And it's like I literally don't want to be by myself. But yet, I isolate myself. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like even to come here, Jack, it's like I was so looking for it. It literally was like tooth and nail to get my butt up. To, mm. You know? Mm. I don't know what that is, you know? I don't know what inquiries to reflect and like, I, I'm just done with it already. I don't know what to do with it. Okay. It sounds like the, an experience of loneliness, plain old loneliness has a grip on you. Mm -hmm. It's just what you're describing is loneliness. Do you know? Because it's self-perpetuating. It's one of those things that you, the feeling of, it's like the feeling of guilt, you know, it, it, it swallows you up and it's kind of done when it's done. And loneliness is a bit like that too, because it, you, you, by virtue of the feeling of loneliness, you end up isolating yourself more. It's part of the package of loneliness. 
because you, you, you it, it, I don't know, it's, it's a strange one. Yeah. It's the feeling of it stops you shaking it off. Yeah. Do you know? And it's yeah. really difficult to shake it off. And I'm one of these ones, um, I, I'm a magnet for people. Like when I'm out, like people like love my energy, and be, but there's this thing going on. And I come from a big family, so when I left the States to come to Canada with my husband, he was in the film industry, and then that split, and I, I left. You know, I, that's what I did. I, I leave. And I'm past where I feel like I need to leave, but then there's this thing going on, and I've never described it as loneliness, but maybe that's what it is, and I didn't want to label it yeah. like that, because in my head, it was like this bubble over me. Well, Shannon, you lonely? Or you could choose certain people to not be lonely. So what is that about? Yes. And it does seem almost like self-perpetuating. Yes. And it's like this thing. Yes. That grips my yes. gut. Yeah. Yes. It's all right. It's just another experience being had. Do you know? In in therapy, there'll be a way to walk out of it. But from the non-dual perspective, you know, things you can do or whatever, but from the non-dual perspective, it's an experience like any other. Let it be had. It's like, whoa, there's that feeling again, there's the anxiety again, so be it. Mind is just labeling it and mind doesn't want it, but you know what? So what? So what? If, if, if that perspective can be seen clearly without it being avoidance, because very often people say, okay, here's where I'm supposed to say, so what? Or who's the one feeling the anxiety? Okay, and all that you're doing is just shutting down, buying a spiritual concept and, and feeling pissed off because you're still feeling this. And that's neither here nor there. That's nutty. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah. So, okay, if you, if, if you can genuinely take that perspective of, okay, an experience of loneliness is, is happening, an experience of anxiety is being happening, so, so what? Let's not fight it. Let's have another desire. It'll go and it'll go. In the meantime, this is what's going on today, or this is what's happening, and that's life. Do you see? If you can't take that perspective, can you not take that perspective? Is it too far? Is it too much of a jump? No, it's not that it's a jump. It's just that I, I guess my ego wants to like make it mean something. Like, what the heck is that? And you know, like I don't know. You know, like what the hell is that? Like, am I trying? Am I trying to, to like? keep this there you know like you know or something comes close and i'm like what is that like that's what i don't get because it's it's not been my my history of who i've been even though no matter how many layers of changes i've been through yeah and i don't know if i don't know what, what the heck that's about for me and i just know it's incredibly emotionally Painful. Yes. Yes. Does it have to be about something? It doesn't have to be, but I guess there's a part of me that wants to make sense of it all. You know? At a certain point, that has to be dropped. Because mind, just all, how that works is that mind grabs an idea. Oh, yeah, that's what that was about. And then it, it, it puts it in a neat box and it goes toddling along to the next thing. And it's like, wow. In fact, there's a gazillion reasons, that a cocktail of things that have to happen together for anything to happen, for any experience to happen. There are so many conditions. 
But mind is just happy with one cause, just one cause, and then it'll drop it and move along and toddle along to the next thing. That's how cause and effect works. Mm-hmm. It is such a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, but mind is happy. Oh, yeah, that's the reason for that. That's fine now. That's gone to bed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because it's true. For the longest time, I remember when I got the call um, at my work, saying my, I just spoke with my mom and uh, a few years ago, and I literally got the call saying, oh, she got in a car accident. And I go, what do you mean? I just spoke with my mother and my sister. And I'm like, it had to mean something, and I never found the meaning, and it drove me flipping bananas. <laughs> it's like, what do you like? Well, what the hell happened? Well, if I missed from our worst ranch, what, what do you mean? She knew that, and even the corners. Yeah, yeah. We don't know why she went off the road and hit the tree, and she would have survived then, but we don't know. Like, yeah. and it was like this thing yeah. when me and my brothers get together. Well, what the hell was it? Did she try to avoid hitting the animal, or what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay. and I just said, what the hell? And I just like, okay. So this loop up. of thinking has you. Mm. This loop of thinking has you looking for meaning. Because mm. this is the glue of why you're keeping right. things stuck. This is actually, you know, one of the contributing there's factors. What am I supposed to be yeah, doing? Yeah, absolutely nothing. There's no life, there's no you, there's nothing to do. It's all a load of crap. I mean, that's mm. basically the long and the short of it. Yeah. That's the long of the shaft of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I've kind of had some black humor jokes with myself regarding that. But this other thing has been the flipping most debilitating for me. So let's say there's no reason for it. None at all. None at all. Right. Okay. Get, get used to there being no reason for anything. Things happen. Period. Things happen. They just keep happening. But mind will isolate. Oh, I noticed that this is happening. Now, now let's go on from that now and see what, 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 where's that going and what's it for. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What a distraction. You know? Mm-hmm. You see? It's just a game. And yeah, and the game gets twisted because they'll start saying, well, you're alone, so you don't have no purpose, so what the hell are you doing on this earth yeah. anyhow? Why don't you just go check out? Because what the hell? Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. It, it just plays this like darkness with me yeah 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 because you know? you're just believing your mind you know you're 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 just following along this track yeah as if something has meaning yeah yeah and, and it's like oh if it doesn't mean oh, what the hell am i doing here i was like what the, you know like what's the point yeah you know, like, there be no, there's no point there's yeah no point be all right but there's no point there's no purpose it's not going anywhere there's nothing to be found out nothing nothing you know there was a great uh, i'm sure it's probably a, uh, an email that's gone all over the place but I saw it recently uh, Kermit the Frog goes to uh, a doctor you know and he said okay and he's sitting there you know, <laughs> with a regular doctor you know and he says uh, like as in a person and he says uh, doctor um, you know give me the bad news you know I've just been you know feeling bad for so long I mean these x-rays were supposed to be conclusive so show me you know and the doctor goes okay I'll show you and he puts up the x-ray on the, on the, the, on the, the bright screen, you know. And so there's a hand up inside Kermit, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, there's just a hand there, you know. <laughs> you know so you're saying there's a hand up to the bottom of the Absolutely. Well, please take the hand out because I'm No, there's, the Shannon character is a puppet. I, I, I can get that. I can definitely, you know, yeah. That, that's how it is, that. like. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. and then there's this idea as though there's independence there. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like if, if, you, if, if you've got a kid, you know, and you've got a, 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 a healthy cereal and a real crappy cereal, there is a way of convincing the kid which one to choose. You know? Okay. And the kid is convinced. Oh, I can have this or I can have that. And you say two or three sentences and you'll get the kid to, to choose the one that you actually decided the kid was going to eat. Okay. It's like this. Being the kid, you imagine you have choice. You imagine you're doing all these things, but sure you're not. You're not. And so a deeper level of that is imagining that you've got choice, uh, imagine that you've got purpose, that you've, there's a reason for things, and that there's a value in understanding why something happens. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing when I, when I see like I understand it, um, I'm done with it. It's like, okay, and I release it. It's when I don't understand it. Release it then. Release it then. You mean before I even understand it, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like to get that ego released and check the that ego out. Is, the ego is talking about itself now. Yeah. The ego is the one who wants to yeah. release itself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. It can't release itself. It imagines, well, I'll be a perfect ego when I get rid of myself. It's like, what? what, what? <laughs> That's really what you're saying, really. That's what the ego does, because the ego is the one that has desires. So the ego imagines, if the ego was gone, I'd be better off. Yeah. But sure, it's... it's you're saying it's one of the same. Yes, so what's that? exactly. It's one mm. of the same. It's mm. one of the same. Okay. Do you see? There's nothing to fix. There's nothing broken. There's nothing to work out. There's nothing to understand. Then what is the stuff that... that does that? What is that? Yeah, it's energy moving through the form that we call Shannon. It's just energy. It's just life. It's just ideas. It's just all of that. It's just stuff. Then why does that cheesy feeling of love then come in? Why not? It's like any other feeling. They're all the same. But it, okay. Can I, can I <laughs> play with that? Go okay. Um, I would beg to differ. Uh, sure, of course. Okay, of course I would. Um, for example, when I'm with my horses and I was with them, there was this unconditional sense of like no attachment to them on how well they performed that day because it's a show. I just loved them. Okay. And it was a sense of well being. Yeah. You know? Okay. So when loving happens, something is letting go, huh? There's no grasping. Something is freer. Yeah, it's it's just a peacefulness mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. You know? It's not dependent on love, that feeling. But if you've made the connection that it comes when love is happening, then, yeah. then you'll have to find love in order to find peace. But, but you've set that up. I can walk in the woods and feel a sense of love. You know, like I, I can find love and beauty, but 
it is a feeling that my heart feels like a warmthness. Like it doesn't, it's not made up because I'm not thinking about it. And it just, it, I, I feel it. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at the flowers and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're real, which they are real. I wanted to feel that. But it's like that beauty I, I appreciate. There must be something with that. I mean, it's just and I know I, it's a meaning thing. I know it's a meaning thing, but there is something physiological that does go on. Yeah, that's that's, that's and just another that, idea. That's okay. It's all moving material, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's as though your mind has has found categories that when I feel something, then it's real. It's more authentic, or it's based on fact, perhaps, or something is to be taken seriously or not to be denied. It's like that's movie material too. All of it is movie material. Where does the care and compassion then come in? Like what that's just more. It's just stuff that got a different value system to greed and okay. whatever else. Okay. It's all same, same. All of it. And religious grabbed onto it so it has more authenticity. And then the movie industry grabbed onto it and so it, we've got a double whammy. You know? It's just movie material. All of it. Makes you feel good. Yeah, because, because largely we were kind of told that that's what happens, you know? Yeah, and so there is no such thing as happiness or sadness, is what you're saying. Phenomenally, there is. There is in the world, but it's, they're just experiences. No big deal. They're not going to get you anywhere. They're just experiences that come and go. Don't pay any attention to them. They have no value, ultimately. Phenomenally, they have value, because that's how the world works. But this is satsang. They gotta go too. Okay, I'll be with that. Yeah, sure. Thanks. It's an all or nothing, I'm afraid. You can't negotiate, and mind will try to negotiate. It really will, you know. It really will try to negotiate. But, but, you know, and uh, that kind of brings me to to. Uh, the idea of honesty, you know, you know in yourself if you're playing games inside around what to do with this material and kind of, yeah, you visit this material and that can keep you going for a while and then you go back to life and then when you're getting wobbly again, oh, sure, I'll go to another satsang then and straighten me up. Uh, this is about something else really, do you know? It's about something else. I mean, you can do that, of course. People do that. But if you're doing it, know that you're doing it. Admit that you're doing it. Be all right with doing it. But don't kid yourself, like. Or get off the pot kind of a scene. This work will take everything from you. Everything. Everything. So mind doesn't want it, of course. The eye does not want it. But, and that's the fight, you know? <laughs> The pull is there, so mind imagines that it wants it, because the pull is there, 
and mind has to interpret it in some way. So it imagines that it wants it. It really does convince you that, uh, you know, I, I want the truth, I want freedom, I want peace. And it's like, <clears throat> that's mind interpreting the pull. The pull, the natural pull of grace, you know? It doesn't want it, you'll find. It'll fight tooth and nail to keep the show going. To play a little longer. Let it be seen that you've no choice. Anybody want to come up? <laughs> Oops. Hi. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I made me just think of something, um, how the mind wishes to play a little bit longer. And there's the constant duality with the sensation of fighting with oneself. Okay. Or to, or to play, right? So there's, there's, there's more of the, the choice of the way in which we interact with that constant cycle that there is no escaping, that is in constant perpetual experience. It's either we choose to battle with it and in essence take from ourselves or to play with that energy. It makes me think of the art of Aikido, or capoeira, and the way that, and the same within the mind, how we can recognize these sort of dualities as they enter our consciousness, and instead of trying to fight with them, or to try to grab onto them and control them, play with them, you know, and move with where they're taking us. And yes. it's kind of like what you were saying earlier as well about how let life grab you by the hair and, and take you. Well, it hurts a lot less if you don't resist. You know, if, if you go with that and then, oh, then you're kind of floating with it. And it's not being grabbed by the hair as much as but being lifted to a place in which one is being called. Okay. That will work for a while. Mm. Everything is valid for a while. Mm. Um, okay, um, I understand that the, the root of martial arts comes from the energy of combat. It's about two. It's, it's about that. Mm. So, so the, the, the give and take and the flow of energy mm -hmm. in, in those practices is based on the on on duality being so being intrinsic to it okay okay so so in that way yes play can happen now as the duality breaks down and there are no two energies there is nothing to play with 
-hmm. when unity consciousness starts to come in. Mm -hmm. That it's just one, there is no boundary mm -hmm. between myself and the other. There is no, oh my God, what's this idea that there was me and another? What, what was that? When it starts to break down the dualistic framework mm -hmm. and there's just energy, there's no stopping, starting, there's no place in between, nothing is responding to nothing else. Mind is just imagining that there's a response of energy to, some, to something else. Mm -hmm. It's all the one ball of energy. It's all the one ball of energy. So then that brings it to unity consciousness. And then that breaks down too. Mm. Even unity breaks down. The whole lot just turns into ashes. The whole lot goes. And as it turns into ashes, it's more like, but this form is still here. What the feck is it doing here? It's like, and at that point, there's a sense of, of um, uh, th there's a perspective there because the body is still there. There's mm. a perspective there. It doesn't know desire and it has to learn how to move without, without desire motivating it. Mm. Do you see? Mm. And that's when it feels like, oh, uh, uh, you don't have the faculty to know what to do, ne to do next because there's nothing driving mm. it. And so then it feels like you're being dragged by the hair at that point. Because there's mm. like, do that? No. Why? Nothing. There's nothing. You can't, there's no reason. You can't, there's no, you can't put rational mind on top of it to, to rationalize why you'd make any step. None at all. And so then it feels like life is, almost comes in violently to move you towards something. And then that phase goes too. Certainly, it's still based in perceived sensation. Yes, it is. It is. It's just another phase. They're yeah. all phases. They're all just phases. Yeah, and that, and they, but they all go. Mm. They're all going. And, they, and I suppose after that then, as the movie gets very thin, there's, there's just the movement. There's just movement itself. Mm. Just movement. That's just energy. It's just <coughs> atoms. Yeah, yeah. Just motion. All of it. Thought, mm. feeling, all of it. It's just motion. So the labeling of what is moving towards what is gone. Mm. And the only labeling is movement. And even that ceases. Mm -hmm. Just in going through in going through that there um, those kind of for that purpose I suppose I kind of set them up in a bit of a sequence but it doesn't have to be like that at all some people never get unity consciousness at all nothing is locked in it was just you know everything is just an explanation depends on who's sitting in front of me I suppose you know um, yeah don't set up a higher oh then it's like this and then it's like this it's like oh my god no go for gold go for gold let it all fall apart you know let it all fall apart you know there's no sequence. There's no sequence. Don't lock into that. There's no spiritual hierarchy. Nothing. It's all garbage. There is nothing. Nothing. Nothing to get. Nothing to see. Nothing ever happened. Nothing. And everything else is a, is a, a, a maneuvering within the movie. The refining of the movie. But it's still movie. Doesn't, don't care how refined it is. It's still movie.
mind likes the refining business. I don't know what I'm asking. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you about an experience because I need to hear from you what what to do with it, what to um, make of this. Okay, when I was 16, I drowned, and uh, and then uh, there was just this presence, no physical body, no duality, just presence. And then the next thing is I'm walking on the beach, right? So all my life that has been my care, you know, like, okay, that I know that it's not quite the way it is. I don't know the way it is, but it's not what I imagine most of the time. It can be different. And um, so it's been a real blessing, but it's also a real curse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you're saying all this, and I'm shaking a little bit inside, because you're breaking these, um... But I knew I was coming, I thought, I've got to get a hold on this experience, because it's got a hold on me. Yeah. And it's driven me all my life. Yeah. That one more than others. But all those experiences where it doesn't fit, like, that's not what happens to people, but they do happen. And I don't know... Okay, so I like to what you have to say, what to do with this. Okay. I have to do anything, but, um, but it is okay. 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 So, so in, in the water, yeah. Nothing happened according to them. 
Mm-hmm. And I had the scar till I talked, and I, it didn't seem to matter to me what they said. That's why I could ask. Okay. I wanted to believe. I believed in my experience, but I wanted to know what they saw. Yes, sure. And it was absolutely nothing. And after that, my scar went away. <laughs> yes. So there was, like, on your case. Yes. yes. Okay. And from your own experience, it does feel like you drowned? You said oh, you drowned. Oh, you know what? Mm, I know I drowned. Like, yeah. I'm that yeah. sure of it. I'm that sure of lots of stuff like that. But is it more the truth than anything else? Oh, it's all the same. It's it's all whatever appears. It, it, is as valid as what's... Uh, yeah, it, it actually feels more real, mainly because of the heightened sense of awareness and the dropping. It was like, I, I've never experienced such bliss or peace. Or it, For me, it was non-duality for the first time, yes. you know? Yes, yes. Tell me yeah. about the presence then, what, well, what you felt. What I felt was curiosity a little bit, like it was like, no, no curiosity, that's later. Okay. Uh-huh. Everything's later. Whatever's uh-huh. there, it felt totally normal. This is my question. Yes, the next it was one. so yeah. totally normal, like yeah. uh, this is just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. But after my mind wanted to explain it, and, and I thought, I did remember that I never felt this good ever, yeah. and that I wanted to get back there okay. so bad. Okay. And I do get back there, uh-huh. and then it goes away. And finally, I'm not so addicted to it. Like the addiction mm. is dropping, and now it's, um, I just, I know it's possible. But then you were speaking, and I go, but am I hearing you say, it's not personal. Yes. when I'm there, yes. but yet there's an awareness. It's not nothing. Really? Am I hearing you say there's nothing? Yes. <laughs> so what is it that I'm experiencing then? Yes. Before it's nothing? Yes. And then there was nothing, and then I was walking on the beach. Yes. Right? Yes. Walk? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So that nothing does happen. It's happened. What I feel after is the glow, the afterglow of the experience. When I come out of that nothingness. Okay. Okay? And then it's like I can see through walls, I know what you're thinking, and that lasts a while, and it's very interesting. And then it goes, and then I'm so sad because it's so boring and empty without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the afterglow so, is the drug that keeps bringing the eye back then, is it? The after, well, I, I don't, I, I'm back already. And then I am aware of the afterglow. Is are you saying it the other way around? That I want the afterglow, so I come back. I choose to come back from that empty place. If there is potential for desire, and the desire for the afterglow being a pretty neat desire, mm-hmm. uh, if that desire is latent. If it's there anywhere, if the potential for the desire for the afterglow, as long as you're getting a buzz from the afterglow, then there is the potential for desire there, and that for sure will bring you back. Oh, it is there. Okay, so how do I work with it? You drop all desire. Find out what desire is. Find out if it's a trick, 
or if it's actually worth the experience. Well, with it comes everything else. Yes. Not desirable. Correct. Okay. The balance has to tip where you see that it's not good enough. But while life is working for you, going after desires will be more interesting. It will be worth it. It has been because I thought I could get that and stay there all the time. Uh -huh. And it hasn't never worked that way. Bingo. Hello. <laughs> Do you see the pattern? It has exactly. to. It has to play like that. Uh, it can only play like that. It, oh. Because the personal eye is the one who's enjoying the afterglow. So the personal eye is saying, well, I'll come with you and we'll just be here permanently. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's and the that, desire. And I really thought that was possible. Mm, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad to know, you know that yeah, but because I yeah. started to have an inkling that's like that, yeah. you know. And, yeah. But I didn't know why I come back. So, yeah. Okay. It all makes sense. Now we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Sure. The nothing really is nothing, you know? It really is nothing. Nothing. Nothing happening, nothing. Why do we want that? You don't want the nothing, you want the afterglow. You think you want the nothing. Exactly. No, no, I don't even think I want the nothing. Hey. Thank you so much. Wonderful. I want presence. Yes, presence is too deep. Presence is, presence is too late. It's movie material. I really don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eye doesn't. It can't. It literally can't get it because it's wired to go as far as the, the edge of the movie. It can't go beyond its capacity. It can't. It can't do nothing because it can only do something in contrast with something else. And the nothing that we're talking about really is nothing. I mean, really is nothing. Yeah, if you shout. Sure. What's the incentive for being kind to them? What's the incentive for being kind? Nothing. <laughs> okay, it's moving material, obviously. Um, uh, Self-gratification, I suppose. Yes. Good and evil. Ultimately, it's the same. Ultimately. There are certain circles you can't say sentences like that, you know. But, <laughs> but yes, equanimity really is equanimity. 
phenomenally there were differences but you know in, in true seeing in pure seeing there was no difference between good and evil both happen and it's both both come out of what you are and, and that's it it's just the flip side of an experience they're the same dodgy one now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to repeat it just... It's always best if you do come to the front, and it does take a different energy to the room if you do come to the front. I don't want to force anyone to come to the front, but it is best for everyone to hear the question, hear the answer, and allow Jackie to engage with you. Hi. Hi. I couldn't see down there. It was just a silhouette. Oh, right. Yeah, it looks very different. So the question is, if you like you, you've got somewhere, well, maybe you just are, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> you wouldn't be going around doing evil things once you've come to some realizations and, right? So there is a difference between good and evil in terms of what kind of people, what kind of level of consciousness, or the conscious, if you're conscious, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing evil, would you? I don't know. I don't know. Because the labelling stops of what is good and what is evil. So there is no mechanism in mind which says, oh, this is kindness and it feels better. Even if it's subconscious, it doesn't happen. That this is kindness, so there's a nice feeling or there's an impetus to be kind. It all stops. There's just what's happening, period. So then... So, so then there's, then there's no there's no evil and there's no good. The actual segregation of these things doesn't happen. Okay? It's a valid mechanism for communication, but in fact there is no good and there is no evil, and that's what's known. So then the other way, the other part of what I want to say, I suppose, is that it takes other people and their value system to say what good and evil is. And what they see is really what they want to see based on their own conditioning or whatever beliefs are running at that time. I'd say Hitler killing six million people. Yes. That's hard to say it's not evil, isn't it? It is. But within this, <clears throat> if you, but you could still say it was not evil because it was all part of what was arising. Yes. Yes. That's hard to take. It is, yes. It is, yeah. Phenomenally, of course, it's horrendous. It's completely way off in every way. But, but, but from as equanimity comes in, it's absolutely a natural movement. 
Life is inevitable. The happening in every moment is absolutely inevitable. How about the idea of karma? Will there be consequences for Hitler or someone of that? Like? Depends on what his level of consciousness is at. If it was coming from a load of wacky conditioning, which it looks like it was, given his rearing, it does look like, Jesus, look where he was coming from. Yeah, how is the Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course there'll be karma then. But there are a lot of people in the world who are saying that they're burning off that karma because it could never happen, that, that Hitler could pay that karma. And so there are practices where people are burning off that karma because it's not attributed to him, but it's, it's karmically a black spot for the evolution of consciousness. So there are groups who are moving that. So, so things work themselves out in so many ways. It's rarely a straight line. Do you know? Mm-hmm. It balances itself out. Um, being okay with all of it, no matter how horrendous, kicks in. Because the labelling of good and evil stops. That's why the mechanism to see evil breaks down. It's not that, oh, I'm going to be all right about what Hitler says. It's not that at all. It's the capacity in mind to judge stops. Uh-huh. That's the difference. Right. See, it's not a new concept. It's actually a breakdown of conceptual thought patterns. Right, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to get a little risky here because it actually affects me because I have a Hitler kind of person in my life, a psychopath, right? Okay. So what I need to do is to get to that point of view where it was just something that happened. Motivated by the need to let it go? Yeah, because oh. yeah, uh, it okay. keeps coming back. Stuff keeps coming back. And I want to let it go. Okay. Just have a peace of mind. <clears throat> okay, that probably won't work. Mm-hmm. Using non-dual material as a painkiller never works. Actually, I read that. It, doesn't, it didn't seem to sink in because I'm still hoping it'll work. Sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> um, you will arrive at, oh my God, sure, nothing happened. That was all that person could do, and that's all I could do. An acceptance comes in. If an acceptance comes in, okay, then it might move to something else, but then you don't care if it breaks down or not, because you see that it was nothing. Right, that was a mouthful. I mean, that was an earful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arrive. Can take that in. Okay, go for acceptance. Okay. Um, there, there, when there's something that keeps chewing you, um, uh, getting rid of it by directly working out from where you're at is the only way out of it, really. To grab a non-dual concept ain't going to work. You're just going to put a veneer over something that hasn't worked itself out. But a very a good, simple way of working something out is arriving at total acceptance. Totally accept what is. Okay. There must be some part of you saying it wasn't okay. Oh yeah. Mm. Like especially if I wake up in the morning and I it, and that thought comes in because maybe I was dreaming about it or something, and it just makes me very angry that it's still there and it's yeah. been a long time. Okay. I want it 
and I have. I have. It's interesting because uh, I have used different concepts. Yeah. Like I asked a Buddhist monk once, yeah. you know, and he said, "Yeah, that person feels like Hitler. I mean, not quite like Hitler, sure, but uh, you know, I just have to you know, use Hitler." Um, he said he will suffer for many <coughs> lifetimes to come, and I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was one. And then I talked to an African shaman. He did the Maladoma Somme. He did the whole thing. And he, he said, you have been with that person many times, many lives, and this is, the, this is your chance, and you've done your work you need to do. And so that made me feel better, too. So I'm always looking for something to make me feel better about the whole experience. But they only last for a while? Is yeah. that what you're saying? They last for a little while, and then... And then he keeps coming up, you know? Do you and I've done cord cutting, energetic work, I've done everything you can think of. Do you need revenge? Yeah, I have dreams of revenge. Yeah, you might need revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to kill him. <laughs> would you? No, I wouldn't. Okay, no. what would revenge look like? Um, this is not my ex-husband, by the way. <laughs> um, revenge would be uh, ex total exposure. Okay. A real exposure, a worldwide exposure. Okay. To this person who is um, a very well-known, everyone thinks he's wonderful kind of person. Okay. But would it, of, would it be enough? Um, Probably not. Well, but maybe. I don't know. No. This is the thing to find out. Yeah. Would it be enough? <coughs> because revenge has the capacity to want more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want it to all disappear. It's like, you know. Sure. But it's not going. It's not going anywhere. No. No. So acceptance, so... Or uh, uh, something about revenge that could be useful here. Because, okay, the internet is there. You can contact the Wikipedia people or whoever does these things. I mean, I don't know how it works, but the internet is there. It's easy enough to get something worldwide splashed out. Okay. Yeah, problem is, I thought Wikipedia. Problem is he's rich and powerful and, and he would come back with it. Vengeance. Okay. And not just affect me, because he isn't actually even my ex-husband, someone else's ex-husband. Okay. Um, and he would, like he has done so much destruction, it's just unbelievable. Okay. In, in the courts, lawsuits, all kinds okay. of crazy stuff, and he always gets off, like OJ. Okay. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so then I, then I, I find myself, like with obsessions, um, I know I never watch TV, um, <clears throat> but then someone told me about Netflix. So I got Netflix, and what did I do? I watched 30 episodes of um, Dexter. <laughs> Dexter is a, ma a serial killer, but he only goes after the bad guys. And he cuts them up, <laughs> and he disposes of them. And it's like, it just... Do you want to hire a hitman? I was actually offered by two people sure. to do a hit on this person, but sure. I, I couldn't do that because I believe in karma. <laughs> So you believe in karma, but you don't believe in karma in terms of him getting his comeuppance. But you believe in karma for you? Yeah. 
Well, I think, I believe the Buddhist monk guy, he said that he's going to get his comeuppance in many lives to come, if he's anything like Hitler. But so. still, you're not able to let it go, so something doesn't quite believe that. Uh, right, yeah, I'd like him in this life. <laughs> and Wikipedia, I've thought of it, but I've thought of the repercussions coming back, yes. on, not just on me, on the other people. Yes. So Wikipedia was out. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I'm sort of stuck in this, because I, I, like, I am really interested in other things, you know, like Advaita, non-duality, you know, that, and Buddhism, and meditation, and I do a lot of good stuff, but then I keep getting dragged back by okay. this. You have to find out something. You have to find out when would, what would revenge look like when it would be enough. You have to know where that is. You don't know where that is. No, I don't. No. You have to work out what is the karmic payoff if you are the one to dole out the karma. Right. You, you have to find that out. I've had a few dreams where I might have been enough, but there were dreams. Yeah, no, you have to kind of know that would balance the books. It would be done then. You have to know this. How am I supposed to figure that out? You go for a walk tonight, or are you here for the weekend? Sunday, I've got to come back on Sunday. Okay, you've got all day tomorrow to figure it out. I don't care what you're doing, <laughs> but this is more important. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. You figure it out tomorrow, and you talk to me on Sunday. Okay. Right. Okay. I wasn't expecting to, <laughs> to get into that. I just wanted to answer that philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. This is more important, I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The karmic loop is very tricky because there are times when it's valid and there are times when there's no karma. The trouble is it's one of these kind of let's grab a spiritual comp co concept, you know? It's like, it's, uh, ah, yeah, the karma will be sorted out. Okay, we can use that to go, okay, it's not my problem anymore. And it might work and it might not. And then there's actually sometimes when, when something moves you through your form to actually ignite the karma because it's like, well, yeah, they'll, they'll get their karma, you know, for, for doing what the balancing out what they did to me, but I'm not going to be the one to do it. <laughs> Actually, sometimes you are. Sometimes you are. And making yourself available for the universe to do that to you is the part of the freeing up in letting something go, particularly in this woman's situation. Do you see? Being open and available to all of it, all of it. So then you see the fear of like a hitman. It's like, oh, oh, that'll be my karma then, and it's like. So, so universe, you can screw him over for screwing me over, <laughs> but I'm not really implicated at all there because I'm not doing it. It's like. Hello? Do you know? Where does the original desire, where does that karma on that person start? With your desire. That is the engine room for the karma that you, you want to happen to somebody else. You're doing it. You're doing it. That's grand-like, but just see it and smell the roses, you know? <laughs> see it.
<sighs> so being open to it, I find that difficult. It's difficult to be open to waking up in the morning and the first thing you think of is work and going through your day being consumed with life. It, I find that hard. Uh, but I mean, when you said being open with it, something, something moved in me. So I'd like to know more about that. What's the fear in being open? I feel like I'm shut. Mm. I don't know how to open. I think I've forgotten, or I, I don't know if I ever knew. But happy days, because the contraction is now too much. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess. <laughs> Maybe it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to stop this, <clears throat> and, and it's, it's, it's killing me. It's killing me, it's killing my husband. I mean, we're both doing this. Slide through this. Talk a little bit more about it. It just is this incessant, there's not ever enough. say to yourself every morning, okay, I'm going to stop at this time, or I'm going to make time to go for a walk outside, or, and it doesn't happen. You just get stuck again, because something is more important than your well-being. And you know it's not, but it happens. And the thought of just going with it when you're fighting it every, every minute of the day, somewhere and you're thinking, this isn't right. This isn't right. Life isn't supposed to be this way. So just the thought of flowing through it, it just, it just is, it blows my mind. I want to know how. <laughs> How do you do that? How? I mean, am 
must be powerful. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it's almost like it feels like you care. If you care, then you know there should be substance to caring. So this is how I show I care by, you know, working yourself crazy. Which is sick, really. Yes. I mean, I know we have a son going to university. Makes me overwhelmed. <sighs> and I figured, well, this is why we do this, so he can go to school. And then the other part of me says that if you keep on doing this, you're not even going to see him go to school. hard to do this. It's hard to just go with something that scares the shit out of you and think that it's okay because it doesn't feel okay. The opening or which which it doesn't feel okay going through each day. Yes. That doesn't feel okay. Yes. So there's something missing. Yes. That needs to be brought in. Yes. Or there's something happening that needs to die off. Yes. And it's self-destruction. There's a pattern of self-destruction. You're hurting yourself. Self-sabotage, self-destruction, this kind of thing. So there's... A wiring. Yes. That believes that self destruction is the only way. Yes, martyrdom. Yeah, that it has value. Right. If I give everything, that's actually my redemption. That's going to work out for the better of all in some way if I give everything. And that's a religious belief.
So, is there a way? Like, what can you do? What can you do to stop that? Mm. It's breaking an addiction. That's an addictive. That behavior is addictive. It could be a substance. It could be anything. It's addictive. So you take it day by day. You take it moment by moment. And any time you see that you're in the, whoa, I'm in the martyrdom, stop. And you'll have that, I'll just do this other thing. Look, I could do that. Look, you know, and you, you just hear those gremlins talking. But either way, it's like, far, get it. Forget it. And go out for your walk. Go and do whatever it is that's being the opposite of being a martyr. It's just an archetypal pattern that's like kind of hardwired. You're going to have to work at this daily. So, you, you know, it, it links into like unworthiness and it links into, you know, it, religious beliefs. It, it's religious belief. That's, that's, that's where it's held in our society, you know? You know? And it's totally not working for you anymore. It's totally. You know you're going to get sick. You know it's, it's not. It's not of any value at all. It's now it's just bad habit. Mm -hmm. It's just bad habit now. Mm -hmm. But it's going to try and, and, and maintain itself because that's what mind does. It likes habit. It likes the familiar. No matter how destructive it is, it likes the familiarity. There's a comfort in familiarity. Okay, so inside, acknowledge that it's an addiction. That's the fastest way to cut through this one, because there's a habit that needs to be broken. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. yeah sure. after reading my interest in Advaita, I, um, I began psychoanalysis. And I'm having a hard time um, reconciling yes. the two in a way. Mm -hmm. And my analyst often um, will probe as I'm sitting in silence on his couch, because um, there's often long periods of silence, which are 
think sometimes for me the most wonderful are my favorite parts mm. and often the most productive because there's just nothing um, but it's a, it's a hard thing to reconcile in a way because I see it as a form of self-inquiry um, but the two also seem so opposing at the same time is it that the analyst is not comfortable with it? Are you trying to fix it for your analyst? Maybe. It's his problem. Or her problem, whoever it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not your business to, you're paying for their time, it's not your business to fix it for them, to make them feel in control of the situation. You do what you need to do, as long as you're not hiding in the silence. Are you? I don't think so. Okay. I've, I've, I've apologized a couple times, so I feel like it's maybe dragged on for too long, or... Um, sometimes I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how long I've been gone for, so I... I don't, I just want to make sure that sort of he's, I guess, okay with that. That he likes you or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, or that, I mean, I, I kind of feel like, I, you know, you, you go there to, to start talking. Um, but at sometimes I feel like I just go there to sit. Um, and it, you know, it, admittedly, it's a strange place to sit. Um, but you can sit anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be an, an expensive place to sit more than a... You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> whatever works for you. Do whatever works. But I'm interested in the part of you that wants to, the, to have the other person feeling okay. That's what I'm interested in. Maybe I think I need, it's almost like I need to I think I need to reconcile it for him in a way, even though I don't think it's actually my problem. No, not at all. Not at all. No, not your problem. He can go to his supervisor or whatever and sort it out. He mightn't have a problem with it at all. It might be your own idea that he has a problem with it. Is there anything else in the therapy thing that clashes? Doing those two pieces of work? Or yeah, in a way, I mean, I feel like I... S- it seems like an opposite, finding silence and finding the words to explain the silence. And so, finding the words to explain the silence when you don't feel like you're there to tell someone about the silence. Um, it feels almost like, on the one hand, you have to go this process of explaining, explaining to that person what, the, what that's about. Um, so not only are you just there to experience, then you're having to teach. And then you're having to analyze the teaching and the experience. Um, and you know, I'm not, I don't go to analysis to battle, mi- to battle mind or about my silence. Um, Okay. Like that's, 
Okay, very good. So, <clears throat> the habit of mind that you're just explaining is is when when a shift happens and something unorthodox is happening, and increasingly this will happen, that that the so-called our behavior becomes a little bit kind of not expected or not quite fitting into the groove or that this stuff happens more and more. It goes AWOL for a while and then you go back to the normal original personality. It's just like, it's like first there was a mountain and then it disappeared and then there was a mountain again. Mm -hmm. You know, they have all these analogies for it. Okay. So, so, so if there's something that's unsocial or whatever it is, something that wasn't characteristic before, which has kicked in because of Advaita, don't ever apologize for it. Because what, what's happening, from what you're saying, is that this is how mind brings the personal eye back. That's the trigger, is that, oh, are they okay with this and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's the hook that brings you back. Don't come back. That's the desire, do you see? To make it okay for people around you. Let it be not okay. Let it be not okay. In no matter what the circumstance. Let the chips fall as they do. And let that expand to the most wide context that you can imagine for yourself. Do you see? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are not responsible for people's responses, actions. And after a while you won't even see that, that they misunderstood, misjudged, were feeling uncomfortable. It's like... You know, it, it's only playing the way it is. You know it's not your intention to, to, to make somebody feel, feel uncomfortable. Let that be enough. Let that be enough. And then they're responsible for themselves. And then that labelling stops because you're not feeding the desire to make the other person feel all right. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Go for that one. Sure. Sure. It's almost time. Is there anybody who else want, would like to come up tonight? Everybody okay then? Do you want to come up? Sure. speak about the mind, um, do you speak about uh, an individual mind? As opposed to? As opposed to what mind? What do you mean by one mind? Just the mind. Either will work. Sometimes it feels like it's your mind, and sometimes there can be an understanding that it's just mind. One is personal and one is impersonal. They're both a problem and not a problem. But from the perspective of what we're doing here, whether there's personal ownership or impersonal ownership, same, same. Really same, same. It's identification 
with what the mind presents is the problem. So where does the role of the intellect come in? Yeah. Intellect is a functioning. And it can happen without ownership. So the intellect does it work, does its work. Then the personal mind will grab on to its findings and claim the findings. The intellect can do its work without the mind grabbing on, making mine, my story, my findings, my thoughts, my you see? Identifying with them as if they are mine. That's the blip. That's what creates suffering ultimately. No matter what the thought, that's what will create suffering. So the intellect will do its thing. But let that be impersonal. There's a, there's a, a lot of trepidation to, to even utter the word I anymore. I mean, at mm. one time, there was a, a practice instilled. And, and the practice was to detach from this identity, identification. Mm. And for many years, uh, that took whatever experiences. And, and if I heard some of the answers that you've provided, I would be fascinated a couple of years ago. But now it seems like. Uh, these answers don't have any validation anymore. Yes. Uh, it's the answers that you are giving are something that I cannot see anymore. I, I can only okay. see what is now, that's okay. it. And what is now is, uh, is whatever is existential, whatever is happening to this person. Okay. And and one of the things that uh, I'm combating is uh, this idea of desire, and where the desire is arising from. Yes. And it's uh, what my question is: is how do I conserve this energy? Because if the the work itself is so, sometimes seems so huge and enormous to, to carry out. Okay. And, uh, uh, this particular desire is, uh, I would say even it could be lust and uh, it's so strong and it's, it has its prison. It feels like they have, but the desire has a huge hold on me right now. Okay. Okay. I'm working with it, but I'm not sure if I'm working with it correctly. Okay. I, I, I'm, no, I, I should take that back. I, I don't mean right and wrong. I don't know if that's how I need to look at it. So now you're using the I language. Yeah, I've had to lately. Okay. Because there is some fluidity in the eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, there's a lot of things there. Um, the, 
change shift in language like that is a good reminder. It's a good reminder because it, it yeah, because it, it brings something into the conscious mind of that that there's no personal I, there's no personal I when you're not using the I word or that personal ownership language. Okay. So it will work as reminders, but 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 if identification is still happening at another level, it's very much just a it's a skin deep shift. Now, okay. So then you're talking about things happen at an extent existential, and that's when the eye started to whoa, okay, here it is now. And you said when things happen to this person, pointing to your, your, your own body. So so what is it that things resonate to? Is it just a personal eye that is there except in name? What happens to that body? What does everything happen to that body? What registers as happenings? The conditioning. Okay. All the conditioning that has uh, you know, imposed okay. on that body or okay. on that. Yeah. Over, over the years, I suppose. Okay. <coughs> And so, I, I'm missing something. Okay, so there's awareness that there's conditioning still running and it gives rise to desire, for example. But then there's, there's interest in, in other, whatever, uh, concepts or how things work or something that has fallen away. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's falling totally apart, like uh, concepts about religious... Uh, Concepts or spiritual yeah. concepts are all. But isn't the conditioning falling apart on their own? Okay, very good. Yeah. yeah. But what about the conditioning? That's a bundle of concepts too. It hasn't. Doesn't. It's it's emerging. It's coming up more and more, very strongly. Okay. The mechanism <coughs> with which you can see external concepts are concepts, right? You see, when it's happening to somebody else, you can see it's a concept. Mm -hmm. When it's happening to yourself, you don't see it's a concept. No, because I'm fully identified. Sure, yeah. you're in it. Sure. Yeah. Now, if you have the capacity to see, if you've, if you've learned how to do that, to see that it's somebody, when it's somebody else's concept, it doesn't bounce. It, it, it just doesn't go in. Okay, you've got some mechanism for understanding that a concept is empty. It doesn't bounce off you. It doesn't resonate. Okay. Can you see that desire is a concept? I did for many years. Okay. I don't see it as a concept anymore. Okay. Something. I think back. it's arising for. Um, for uh, for whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right then. Okay. This makes more sense. So. Okay, so then you have a framework which you will be able to use. Okay, that's fine. You have used it, and what's, what's happened is that whoop, up it comes again. Then it is that the destiny of the body-mind, something has to play out those desires. If they've grabbed you with that kind of fierceness when they weren't there for a while, something's got to be lived out. Some, it's like, when it happens like this, it's like something's just going to bring you to your knees. Do you know? It's just going to bring you to your knees of where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want it anymore. This is surrender. This is what I'm talking about. It's bringing you to a place of surrender. Of where you actually know that you can't do it 
we just can't do it you see you see mind mind will do it will do its business and and we do you know especially the the western mind you know we analyze we break things down we gain understanding this is what we do and then at a certain point it's like mind can't go any further and how that translates then for our thinking is that I give up. You've beaten me. I can't do it. I can't make it stop. I can't make it go away. I can't find peace. I can't. Nothing works. I give up. The desire is too big. You got me on my knees. Can you let that come? I'm finding that uh, uh, I'm having a lot of depression. Okay. And uh, I've resorted to uh, allopathic. Yeah. It has its place. Sure. Yeah, for now. Yeah. But again, really like what you said about acceptance, and I'm not sure if I'm fully accepting anything, really. I think there is partial acceptance or momentarily acceptance. Uh, the full acceptance perhaps it will come or it, it won't. Yes. But I can only live with the partial right now. And I can only live with uh, the momentary acceptance. Yes. But not the entirety. Yes. Yes, there's a fighter in you, huh? And it seems that the fighter thinks it can still maybe win the battle. Yes, yeah. It will lose. Sooner or later it will lose, but hey, enjoy the fight while the fight is on. <laughs> that experience has to be had. Yeah. Well, I'll try. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for hanging out. <laughs> Nobody looks asleep yet anyway. Oh, very discreetly asleep perhaps. <laughs> um, we're here in the morning from 10.30 until 5. We just find organic breaks during the day or whatever. Same on Sunday and on Monday night. <laughs>